Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Who's down with no TV? Who's down with no TV? Who's down with no TV? Podcast One presents Off the Vine with Caitlin Bristow. Caitlin is creating a space where girls and gents can feel empowered to be themselves. Get ready for lots of laughs, taboo topics, unfiltered advice, and wine. Lots of wine. Get ready to shake things up. Here's Caitlin. Okay, the OG reality show is back and streaming now only on Facebook Watch. MTV's The Real World Atlanta is the next true story of seven strangers picked to live in a house and have their hookups, screw-ups, apologies, fights, tears, voices, and lives streamed exclusively on Facebook Watch. It's the return of the first unscripted show in TV history that tackled gender, race, AIDS, taboos, life, death, addiction, connection, acceptance, and reality. And it's being reinvented. MTV's The Real World Atlanta is an all-new reality experience with the content dropping daily and new episodes every Thursday. Find out what happens when the next generation stops being polite and starts getting real again. In Facebook, click on the Facebook Watch icon and search The Real World on Watch. MTV's The Real World Atlanta, streaming now only on Facebook Watch. We'll be back with more Off the Vine with Caitlin Bristow. Now back to Off the Vine with Caitlin Bristow. Welcome to Off the Vine. I'm your host, Caitlin Bristow. Uh, my guest today, are you ready for this one? <laughs> I like this introduction. It's good. Okay. My guest today is someone who technically started off as my competition, but ultimately became one of my closest friends. She's a Kentucky girl who you most likely know from winning over Chris Soul's heart and America's hearts in the process on season 19 of The Bachelor. She has continued her amazing career as a fertility nurse, helping women, including myself, uh, empower themselves for their future fertility decisions. She now lives in Chicago with her hot husband. <laughs> I just added that part. <laughs> hot husband, Ricky, her dog, Lily, and her beautiful, sweet baby angel, Boy Hayes. <laughs> you can follow her life and see her adorable family at Whitby624 <laughs> on Instagram, where she always keeps it real and authentic. Please welcome to the podcast, my friend, Whitney Angel. Hello. Formerly known as Whitney B. Whitby. 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 Were you? No, you're the only Whitney on our season. You were yeah. Whitney B. Mm-hmm. Okay, wait. <laughs> you like how I casually threw in your Instagram <laughs> handle there? Whitby624. Whit- By the way, where does the 624 come from? Is that your area code? Uh, it's my birthday. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wait, I knew that. Duh. It's like Duh. five days after well, mine. I know. Well, I love that. It's like, you know what? Where she keeps it real when she oh. posts once every 365 days. Yeah, why don't you post more? I think that I just got really jaded after yeah. like coming off of the show and posting and having people just like rip you apart. Right. And I just couldn't handle it. Where for you. So I just stopped. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> That's what happens when you have an actual real real career to go back to. I mean, touche, but no. But I mean, sometimes I think like, man, you know, if I could just have had, um, you know, a stronger backbone. What do they say with that? Yeah. That's, uh, more of a backbone. Yeah. Like a thicker skin. Thicker skin. Yeah. I could be making some good money right now. Yeah. Like on top of. Like you have your sanity and you have a good career. Oh, absolutely. And no, I think what I did was 
you know, it was best for, for me, you. It was best for me. Yeah. Yeah. It was best. I, I always say I have mad respect for it. Cause I'm like, you could have really taken that, you know? Yeah. And I mean, I think road. I never questioned whether I was going to go back to work. Mm-hmm. Right. But I feel like it just would be nice to have, you know, some yeah. extra cash in the bank by just posting something about a mattress or I did post about a mattress. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Um, like, wait, I did make money off it. Yeah, I did. <laughs> it's a great mattress though. It is. Yeah, I know. I hear what you're saying. Look at he he's just so precious. I like know. you got a good baby. You yeah. made a good baby. Thank goodness. You deserve a good baby. Because you just you never really know, right? Oh, you're yeah, like, no, it's a crapshoot. Yeah, it is. Thank gosh. <laughs> That's right. like rescuing a dog. You just don't know you what you're just gonna don't get. Know. Where I swear the first three weeks, Raman was just a sleeping little angel. But And I'm happy now because he's definitely not a sleeping angel. He's a crazy pup with puppy energy. But it makes me happy because I'm like, it's because he's happy. It's because after I talked to the dog medium, which is a real thing, she said, I'm going to tell him that this is his forever home. And you watch his demeanor will change. He will be more comfortable and more Wait, himself. so she actually talked to? Yes. Wow. Like, did she actually? No. She just looked at him and she was communicating oh, with no, him? it was over the phone. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it was over the phone. Okay. So how was she then talking to Raman? Through brain powers because mm. she didn't even talk out loud. <laughs> but I will say when she was communicating, oh, he wants to say hi. Okay. Of course, he put the I know, now he's not like saying anything. <laughs> um. Oh my gosh, that's the cutest face I've ever seen. I know. This is where podcasting would be great if it was you could see us because this is cute. Well, it's, we're not cute. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's we clarify are definitely that. Definitely not cute right now. He is so cute. But the the lady just like was silent, and then she, when she was silent, and she said she was talking to him, his ears were perking up. It was weird. Hmm. Yeah, I know. But do it for Lily and see how you feel. I'm going to buy you a session with this lady to talk to Lily and see. I know that would be very interesting. Anyways. I don't know, though. I feel like I'm, I actually did go talk to a medium once about just my mom. Mm-hmm. And my girlfriend had actually gone to the same one and had a really great experience. So I went. And I think that maybe I just was too skeptical because, yeah. I mean, everything she said, I felt like could pertain to anyone. Right? Oh, really? And then she prefaced it at the beginning. You're not open to this. And if you question things, it's not going to work. So then it made me think like every time I was questioning things, well, it's not going to work because I'm questioning it right now. Yeah. You know, it it's just seemed kind of manipulative. Also, I find like she could have Googled things about you and your mom, right? I guess. I was wondering that with people like that are in this world. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I totally believe in that stuff. Let's let's rewind. Okay. Back to The Bachelor. Oh, God. Where it all started. Oh, God. I was telling you the other night, I don't remember you night one. But I also I remember you. <laughs> but I also said you were very you were a quiet one. I did. I just wanted to just stay far away from any sort of you know drama or yeah. And, and I was like the drunk in your face kind of bitch. You weren't bitchy at all. You were definitely you know loud, loud. Yeah, you couldn't just not notice you. That's what I was going for. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely what I was going for. But I I will say you. Out of all seasons, out of all people, I can really think of you were truly there for love. I really was. Yeah. I don't know. Now I kind of feel like that was dumb. No, it wasn't. It led you to where you are today. It did, I guess. I mean, it wasn't dumb. I think it's actually kind of like a hopeless romantic thing. I know. You really went on there to find love with him specifically and and found it for a hot minute. (laughs) 
maybe 10 seconds. <laughs> maybe, maybe 50, 55, maybe, um, yeah. just under a minute. a minute. I wouldn't give it a minute. Okay. It's a cold minute, not yeah. a hot one. Yeah, exactly. How would you like to own iconic luxury items at unreal values? Well, you can with The Real Real, the leading reseller of authenticated luxury from top designers. You can shop from designers like Louis Vuitton, Gucci, Rolex, and hundreds more at up to 90% off retail. New arrivals come in daily, and every single item is authenticated by The Real Real's team of experts. In fact, The Real Real employs over 100 brand authenticators gemologists, horologists, and art curators from around the globe who inspect thousands of items each day to ensure that every item is 100% authentic. Shop and consign women's and men's luxury fashion as well as fine jewelry, watches, art, and home. You can shop online or visit one of their original stores in Soho or West Hollywood or their newest location at 870 Madison Avenue in New York. You may also visit one of their luxury consignment offices in Chicago, Dallas, Miami, San Francisco, and Washington, D.C. In-store, new customers will receive an automatic $25 off at checkout. Shop in-store or online or download the app and get 20% off select items with the promo code REAL. That's therealreal.com promo code REAL for 20% off select items. How did you even decide to come on the show in the first place? Did you, I can't remember. Well, I just watched you know with my girlfriend oh sorry (laughs) no it's okay you've got a baby in your hand well and sometimes i'm a little nervous we've talked about this before to get too close to the microphone because then you got shit on i did voice which is so stupid i'm obsessed with your voice i could put it as what's your what does ricky love the sm what's the noise thing asm oh yeah asmr or something like that i love your voice Uh, it could be my alarm clock in the morning i'd be happy about it (laughs) you would say hey girl hey girl Okay, so I would watch the show with my girlfriends. Yeah. And it, you know, after the show, where would come up and be like, oh, if you're interested in dating our next bachelor or bachelor, we're going to be in your area. 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 <laughs> area. So my girlfriend and I um, went and just thought, you know what? This is just going to be a funny story. Yeah. So we went to like the audition. Yeah. And this is actually really funny. So you have to fill out that long. Yeah. I mean, it's like 50 pages of. A questionnaire. Yeah. So I'm sitting there and I have my legs crossed yeah. and I'm filling it out. I'm wearing heels and I go to stand up and my foot was asleep. And so I fell over. So yes, I saw? did. Oh, yeah. It was in the oh. middle of this ballroom. I'm oh. going to hand in. I stand, turn in my questionnaire, like, you know, smiling and I just collapsed. No. And my girlfriend's like, stay down there. That'll be good for ratings. <laughs> be a producer that's good. that's a you know what it's it's o'donnell we oh, love yeah, o'donnell yeah, yeah, she's yeah. So, fun. so fun so um she's like yeah stay down there it'll be good she's like of course snapping pictures to all of our friends but yeah they definitely saw um so that's how i went on and it just kind of like one thing led to another and i think it's always so interesting when people say you know, well, you signed up for this, like when, yeah. when I'm talking about Instagram and yeah. how people were commenting about every little thing and just like, well, you signed up for it and said, you know, yes, technically I went, but I honestly did not in a million years think that I was going to get chosen. And then the right. next thing happens where it's like you get to the next round and it's yeah. like, okay, well, I'll just go to the next round and then you make it to the next one yeah. and the next one. The next thing I know, I'm going to LA to be on the show yeah. and it just happened so quickly and when people say when people say things like you signed up for this, yeah. I always I always thought of well, 
you know, if you sign your kid up for band camp and they enjoy band camp <laughs> because they like, you know, does that mean they deserve to get bullied? Right. No, it doesn't. I mean, but there is no justification for no. being bullied. No. But, you know, you do. You open up your life to this. And so you have to, you do, you have to kind of be open to people's opinions. Yeah. But um, it just, yeah, one thing happened after the other. And next thing I know, I'm engaged on a farm. <laughs> And <laughs> tell me about the farm. Like, well, you went. Well, yeah, but I didn't see his specific farm. I just saw his town. Were oh, you yeah. like, because, because you know how everybody said on his season, they're like, as if any of these girls could live on a farm. I'm like, well, I totally could have, but not with him. <laughs> wasn't my, wasn't my guy, not yours either. But like, <laughs> when you were there, were you like, yeah, I could do this? Or, or were you like, this okay. is going to be rough? I do think that there is something to say about when you are filming the show and you are taken away from your normal and your reality. And there is something kind of like the drinking the Kool-Aid. Yeah. Right. Oh, absolutely. So in my mind, would it have been my first choice? No. Mm-hmm. But I truly did feel like in that moment that I could have done it if he and for I were right a good person. fit. It was yeah. for the right person. Exactly. Yeah. But um, then like after I came back, to reality and back to my life and back to, you know, my normal. Now in hindsight, looking at it, yeah. I'm thinking, what in the world was I thinking? Well, yeah. But you are. You're fed this stuff by producers yeah. and you're just like, it's you're living and breathing this show every waking moment. And falling for this person right. that you really do think you could live anywhere with. Right. Yeah. So I, I do, you know, people a lot of times are like, there's no way you could have done that. And I did think that I was yeah, going yeah, yeah. to. So I, th- I think that was genuine. I do feel like I was being honest when I said that. When did you guys realize it wasn't going to work? Very quick. Really quick. Yeah. Yeah. Because how long was it that the world knew like that you were together? Um, okay. So let's see. So we started filming in what, September? Yeah. And then it wrapped up in like right before Thanksgiving. I think I get home like the day before Thanksgiving. Yeah. So November. And it doesn't air until January. Didn't air until January. So I would say by January. That's when you knew. It was very apparent. Yeah. And I think that, you know, then there was the whole Dancing with the Stars thing. So yeah. honestly, I mean, looking back on it, I mean, I haven't talked to Chris in a very, very, very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, this is just my opinion on it. Um, I think that he was done with it way before Dancing with the Stars. But then there's just this, well, I'm going on the show. and. Right. Maybe I should keep giving it a try. Yeah. And maybe after the show, I'll get back to like, yeah, it was a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. And do you think Dancing with the Stars, like, you know, how, like if you jump into another show after it could like make or break a relationship? Do you think that had a 100%. big part of? I mean, because there's there's something about having to go back to your normal life. And mm-hmm. I really wanted to go back to normal. Yeah, that and was I think always your thing. You wanted to go. You, you I know? had no interest in being famous yeah. and putting my life out in the yeah. for the world to see. Yeah. I have honestly had no interest in that. I really just wanted to go back and be normal. Be normal. So when he got this opportunity, I mean, I would have taken the opportunity too. By no means am I faulting him. Because but, you don't know what again what you're getting yourself into with it. No. And I mean it's great money. Great money. And great experience. Yeah. I mean for me it was an awful, awful. experience. Yeah. Well I always say and you know I th- I've heard this through not just people from the Bachelor franchise, but anyone who goes on that show that's with a partner, it's hard because you are spending all of your time with one person that like it's two good looking people, you know, getting very close. But can we also just say the production with that too? They was, like that storyline, don't they? Well, they partnered him with a Whitney. 
Right. So here we are and it's like, oh, what Whitney are you talking about? Right. And it's like, okay, I've spent the past however many weeks that we were on the show competing with other women right. and then having to hide a relationship. Yeah. And now that we're public, I feel like I'm still competing with someone right. that shares the same name as me. Yeah. And he was spending more time with her. Yeah than with me i mean i would have a hard time with that it was awful yeah and you're trying to build this new relationship where you're supposed to be engaged when you're like do i even know you and what's happening and now you're just not even here and you've got your own thing and i'm here to support you and i really did try to support oh i know you did i talked to you every day but then i said screw it well because he didn't make you happy no you guys, you guys just at the end of the day are not a good fit <laughs> and that, no. you know, <laughs> no, not a good fit. You deserve to be happy. He wasn't making you happy. No. And, and look at where it led I you. I know. It, honestly, like I think about that too, because. Enter Ricky. Enter Ricky is right. And I mean, he just was the first, I mean, coming out of that. So I think we announced the breakup with like a May or June or something. I mean, I knew it was over way before that, but that's when it was like, okay, we're saying that it is. And I met Ricky in September. So it was a pretty quick, I get it, you know, right. But I mean, I had what I had to like, just get myself out there, rip off the bandaid and just throw myself back in. And I always say that dating is such a necessary evil. Yeah. So true. That's so true. It really, really is. And I mean, you know. And you didn't get to date the 25 men before, you know? Yeah. Because I was like, well, I didn't really date in between Sean and Jason. But I'm like, but I dated 25 men before that. So I got it really out of my system. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, as soon as I went on this date, so I met Ricky on a dating app, which I'm not going to say. No, because you deserve to get paid. I do. Yeah. Um. So (laughs) on a dating app. And so we met. Look at you thinking like a true influencer. Now look at me. (laughs) Who am I? Um, and it was just, I mean, honestly, it was just, I knew right away. Oh, buddy. What's the matter, sweet? Oh, I mean, even his little cry is hilarious. It's the cutest. He's just so sweet. And I love that. Okay, let's talk about this. Okay. So, wait, well, well okay, you guys met on the dating app. <laughs> yeah. You, um, it was his first and only. Yeah. And you guys were I mean, you were, you weren't looking for like, oh, let's get engaged and married. You were, were you just looking to date or? I mean, I, okay. Again, like I am such a hopeless romantic. Like yeah, you are. I just so bad want at that time in my life wanted to find a partner yeah. and get married and be a mom. And people make fun of me all the time for that. They'll be like, oh, you're so desperate. You just want, you just want this and this and you just want to have kids and get married because <laughs> you're so getting little- old. And I'm like, uh, What's wrong with yeah. wanting that? Yeah, I think that's a very normal thing, right? It's a beautiful thing to want that. And if you don't want that, that's fine too. Totally. But I mean, for me, that's really what I was looking for. And yeah. I knew that if, you know, the longer I just stayed in my apartment, because there was this part of me where I was so recognizable at that time mm-hmm. and I did not want to be recognizable. <laughs> and But I couldn't go anywhere at that point. Right. And so I just would stay inside and it was actually very isolating and depressing. And so I just had to rip off the bandaid and be like, the only way I'm going to get ultimately what I want in my life is to just go out there and face this head on. I love that. What do they say? The only way to get um, around it is through it. Oh. Or out of it is through it. Like you have to just go through it to get to the other side. There's like a kid's song about that. Oh, (laughs) okay. I mean, it's true, right? Yeah. And I feel like you said to me too. And I, this has always stuck with me. I oh, think that really? there's a lot. Yeah. There's people go on this show 
um, and you're just average Joes, right? Average yeah. gals. Yeah. And you get this 15 minutes mm-hmm. and some people love it mm-hmm. and they want more. Oh, like a taste of a drug. And then there's some people that have it and are like, I don't even want yeah. 10 more seconds of this. Right. And that was me. Yeah. And it was... I just wanted to go back to normal and I just wanted to be able, I mean, honestly, there was times where I was like, I wish I could just there, but like on this mask and like go out because I don't want to talk to anyone about this. Remember, I I would do that. (laughs) Okay, you did. Ever in Nashville, I'd like to go out and wear a blonde wig all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's hard. It is. It's very overnight. The, the quote unquote fame that comes with reality television is so overnight. You go from, like you said, a regular person no one knows who you are except for your friends. Right. To, I mean, the world knowing mm-hmm. who watches the show anyways, which right. is millions, um, who you are and all thinking they know everything about you. And you're just not prepared for that. I feel like, and I've said this before on podcasts where you, you, if you're an actor, you grow up learning to do these things and wanting to be in that spotlight and, and slowly but surely getting there where you go on reality TV and all of a sudden, yeah. You go on and you come off and all of a sudden everyone knows who you are. Right. It's the weirdest thing. It is. But I mean, you still, I mean, you still deal with that on every day. I mean, even just this weekend, you know, we're yeah, in so the we're suburbs in of Chicago <laughs> and you are getting stopped and people are, I mean, you're just, you're still so very much in the spotlight. But that's because I uh, still try and ride that 15 minutes. Right. But that's great. And you like that. Well, here's the thing. I don't, I don't, you're good at I'm good at it. I will say that. Yeah. I, you I are enjoy meant to do this. I enjoy podcasting. I enjoy having this. I think I'm really lucky though, because I think I have such a crazy, amazing community of girls that, that follow what did and that listen. girl say? I'm a, um, oh, she goes, I'm a, I'm a vino. I'm a vino. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, yes, girl. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime I see people wearing scrunchies, I'm like, are we friends? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are we friends? Okay, we've all been there. You know, you buy something online only to find out later you missed a discount. Well, not me, guys. I don't overspend anymore. Thanks to Honey. Honey is a free browser add-on that finds me the best deals online. The app magically auto-applies the best deal to my card at checkout. Honey finds the discounts and coupons across 37,000 sites. There's Amazon, Sephora, Best Buy, Nordstrom, and more. And with Honey, I don't worry about missing a deal. I just shop like normal, and Honey handles the rest. I literally just keep on saving with Honey. I saved another $11.26 on a lamp the other day. Jason actually laughed at me because we were looking at it and I realized that I was using the wrong browser. So I told him, hey, I had a bright idea. (laughs) Haha, get it? Because I got a lamp. Something else you should know, Honey has saved its 10 million members an average of $28.61. Honey members have already saved more than $8 million, not bad for something that's completely free and takes two clicks to install. Honey also has over 100,000 five-star reviews on the Google Chrome store, so you know it's good. Time Magazine even called Honey basically free money. Look, there's really no reason not to use Honey. It's free to use, easy to install on your computer, and in just two clicks. So shop with confidence. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash vine. That's J-O-I-N-H-O-N-E-Y dot com slash vine. Honey, the smart shopping assistant that saves you time and money when you're shopping online. We've had quite the fun couple days in Chicago, we by really the way. Have. What was that place we went to last night? Jean and Georgetta's? Jean and Georgetti's. We had the table that Frank Sinatra mm-hmm. used to have when he came in 
And he would ask for the restaurant to stay late because he was so famous. Yeah. And so are we. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so we had to sit at the famous table. Yes. But that was, I mean, we, how much food did we eat last night? We had night? so much food. It was amazing though. They did like that chef tasting and just got a little bit of everything. It was, it was intense. Then we went to some piano bar and I was a little saucy at that point. <laughs> saucy and spicy. I was in a mood. You were. I was in a mood, but it was mm-hmm. fun to watch though. And I was just, at, a couple times I'm like, thank God this isn't me. Cause that's typically me. You know, what? what's my name that comes <laughs> um, out? Stacy with St- an I. With an I. Yeah. I'm Katrina. I was Katrina last night a little bit. Yeah, I was a little hint of Katrina mm-hmm. because one thing at dinner threw me off. <laughs> that should be my confession about what it was. <laughs> really? Well, I think there was two things. Okay, well, one thing I'm going to say it. Okay. But I'm only going to say the one. Right, but I don't know which one it is. Okay, that's uh, the worst thing I'm saying. One. Okay, yeah. Uh, so somebody at the table said something about, um, what is that called? Circumcision. Circumcision. And I, w- they said like, oh, how could you not? And I was like, well, that's not fair. Some people like believe in different things. You can't say that. And I said like, who cares if they do or they don't? It's the family's decision. And I felt like it was. You were standing up for penises everywhere. I was standing up for all the uncircumcised penises <laughs> out there and, and like saying like, who cares? And I guess that might be an American thing that most. I would say, yeah. And I mean, I think like from a medical standpoint, and this isn't how it is anymore but like a long that's, time ago thing. it used to be like oh well it's um you know there's it's cleaner it, it's cleaner or there's if you don't do it there's an increased risk of penile cancer when you're yeah. not circumcised now, is that true i mean it, there's Nobody, not yeah. a direct like okay. i mean it's not enough that you shouldn't just circumcise your baby because you're worried about penile cancer like right. it's such a small 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 risk but I know, that was so back in the day where now it's like Right. So now you know? they say it's really just So I got choice. fired up because somebody said that and I was like, that's so unfair. I have friends who don't circumcise when their When she I got fired up, I mean, we're like, she was really upset about... I get, I get passionate about penises. You were passionate about the penis. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I just don't... I'm like, I think I already get overly sensitive thinking about becoming a mom on social media and yeah. all the opinions and hate that are going to come in because I'm already getting dog mom shamed. Yeah, that's... And so I'm, I think I get like a little bit spicy or Katrina-y. Yeah. When. I mean, you had to stand up and leave the table. (laughs) And I mean. I mean, the 118% proof. I was like giggling underneath my breath. Scotch did not help my cause. Oh my gosh, I know. Was it scotch? It was, no, it was like a bourbon, but it was 118 proof. Yes, it tasted jet A fuel. It was like burning my. It tasted like you take off nail polish with it. (laughs) And it was like evaporating in my mouth before I could even swallow it. And it felt like someone lit a fire in my throat. And I'm like, oh, I was trying to be so cool, too, because I told the guy who like his family, his wife's family, like runs this. Their godfather is freaking. Oh, Harry Harry Carey. And I'm trying to be cool. So I'm trying to be cool and be like, yeah, because I do like scotch. And he's like, try this. And I'm like, "Mm, uh, (laughs) mm." Uh, I was really trying to be cool. Oh, man. (laughs) Ricky took his down fast. Yeah, he did. You know what's so funny too is you were like, "You're on the, you're on the brim, Ricky. Like <laughs> you're, you're on the fence here of going like drunk, yeah. Ricky." To, but it ended up being Caitlin. Oh, dad duty coming in hot. I know. I, I will he say, is Ricky such a hands-on dad. He's a very hands-on, sweet, great dad. You really are. I'm not just saying that because we're on the pod. But I yeah. do have something to say about that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
know. I think <laughs> it is, I mean, it's tough, right? So there's a big transition. Um, and Ricky is so hands-on and I can't imagine um, not like having right. that. Right. But I also think it's very interesting how as women, we're like, oh, he's such a hands-on dad. That's so amazing. Like, he should, should be a hands-on on dad. Totally. He, I mean, dad should be hands-on, right? Like, why are we, like, so so shocked and surprised about this? That's a really good point, too. And yesterday you said this in the um, bathroom uh, at the little pub that we were at. You're like, why isn't there change, table, yes. change tables in the men's bathroom? Men change diapers, too. Right. It's called co-parenting. Exactly. You're a team. Yeah. Just, it's just it yeah. It's so That's a very, you know, you know, you think women are, you know, progressing and everything's happening and things are changing but then little things like that and you're yeah. like it's 2019 and there's not baby change tables in the men's bathroom i know and a guy when he changes a diaper it's like oh my God, so amazing he's changing the diaper you're right no and then there's jason <laughs> <laughs> even oh, okay so here's the word poopy diaper we're at <laughs> we're at this pub yesterday and <laughs> little haze made a dirty yeah and all of a sudden Jason's just gagging. I mean, and Hayes, it was a genuine gag. Yeah, it was, and he's just like Hayes is just like hanging out in his bassinet, yeah. just like it was just a little waft. Game. It's not like we were changing his diaper. No, it was just a little waft. Of and he starts legit, and he, gagging. and he wasn't hungover or anything. No. He was just like, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And then we'd go to the bathroom and tag team, but like, a yeah, true, we did. True team, we did. And then this morning we were changing. A dirty, yeah, and we were like, okay, Jason, you have gotta to, watch. you got to watch. He couldn't. He said, I have never seen anything like that before. <laughs> <laughs> it's like get used to it. Yeah, that's yeah. the first. Time. He, you just get used to it past the, you know, once the first two happen. Yeah, the same thing with when he pick up uh, ramen's poop. You know, like a, a dog's coming from South Korea. You're changing their diet. They're all thrown off. Oh, They're yeah. gonna have diarrhea. And Jason was just <laughs> <laughs> like every time. I'm like, oh my god. It was hilarious. Oh, man. Anyways, so life of the baby. Mm -hmm. You know, like, what is the day in the life of the Angel family? Oh, that's what I wanted to say. Tell me the beautiful story of of. Oh, my Hayes. gosh. This, this gives me goosebumps every time. Jason tears up. I know. I, it's, it's just such a beautiful thing. Yes, it really is. So um, the baby, Hayes' due date was May 14th, which is actually Ricky's birthday, which is also very... I mean, you know, there's 365 days, right? One, yeah. So that's his due date. Wow, yeah. And um, I had always said, you know, when we were making these bets about when the baby was going to be born and all this stuff, I was like, you know, if I could choose, I would love if the baby was born on May the 4th because not only is it Derby Day yeah. and coming from Kentucky, yep. which is a big deal. Which I learned. Um, <laughs> oh, God, yeah. That. <laughs> that can be your confession. <laughs> Okay, it's a huge deal yeah. for us. Um, it was also the anniversary of my mom's passing. Mm -hmm. So, and Derby Day only falls on that. It's only done it one other time, I feel like, since she's passed, which has been like... Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And so, I knew that the likelihood of that happening was so slim with it being my first baby. A lot of times, you kind of go more towards later. a little later. Yeah. yeah. So, I just said, I was like, I'm putting my money on this. I don't really think it's going to happen, but that would be great. So... Oh my gosh, I just thought of another funny story. Okay. Don't forget these. I know. So, well, this I'm just going to tell. It's not a confession, but I, the Friday, so May the 3rd, mm -hmm. I get up and 
the mucus plug. Yeah. So I know it sounds really disgusting, but that's just part of, you know, you know, it's kind of a sign that labor could be coming. Right. So I call Ricky to tell him about this mucus plug Mm -hmm. and he like pretends he knows exactly what I'm talking about. No idea. No clue. He then texts me. He said, Oh God, I just looked online. I go, well, what did you think? He said, I didn't realize it did that. And I said, what do you think? It came out of my nose. He goes, well, yeah, this mucus. I was like, oh God, (laughs) he thought something just fell out of my nose and that was going to mean that labor was coming. (laughs) That's amazing. Okay. So the next day I wake up and I'm kind of like having a little bit of cramps. Long story short, my water broke at like 4 or 4.30 on May the 4th. So Derby Day and the anniversary of my mom's passing. We go to the hospital, we get there at like six and I kept asking, you know, the nurses, I said, what's the likelihood that this is going to happen today? And they said, you know, you got to, it's not going to happen today. Yeah. It's going to yeah. be tomorrow. And I was like, okay, well that stinks, but it's still Cinco de Mayo. Right. Oh, there you go. So, um, anyways, the baby ended up coming at 1049. Wow. Hayes was born on the anniversary of my mom's passing. And, and it's just day. 10 days early, first baby, fell on Derby Day. It just and you had always said that it was you would always been looking for a sign. Yes, I always, I always am looking for signs from my mom, yeah. and you know, I feel like I'm a faithful person, but it's it really does test that yeah. when you lose someone so suddenly. Yeah, and I always am just looking for signs from her, and I mean, this one just slapped me straight in the face, yeah. right? And ignore that one. No. Yeah. Ugh. I couldn't believe I sobbed. Oh yeah, because I texted you. Like I was like, "This is I'm, incredible." I'm like what my a water miracle. broke. Like I'm going to the hospital. Oh my gosh, blah blah blah. And then, yeah, that just, was what a what a freaking story. Really, it what is a beautiful thing. I mean, and, you and that think must about make it. you feel like we're connected to your mom. So you know, absolutely. Yeah, and it just the labor happened so fast. I mean, yeah. my water broke, and I got my epidural, and I pushed for like 20 minutes. Like yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. And born at 1049. Like, there wasn't that much time left to spare. No, he was like, I'm getting here on yeah. this day. Yeah, exactly. I'm not beating around the bush. I'm no, out. No, I'm coming. I'm coming out. Coming out <laughs> soon, like, right before midnight. Yeah. That's so wild. Yeah. Oh, I love that story so much. Every time, like, and you you did this. Are you going to post that video? Yes. Okay. So, um, there is, so we had our newborn photos taken by Our Days Photography here in mm-hmm. Chicago. And they also did a video for us. And it is the, first of all, the you photos were so beautiful, but yeah. the video it was just put together amazing. I am going to post it's incredible. it. It is incredible. This is why people need to follow at WITB624. Yes. For I this will be content. posting it. And if you live in the area or even around Chicago, you should look at our, our days. I want to fly here. I know. Or get them to come to me just for how good those pictures and videos were. Yeah. Like it was incredible. Yeah. Really they did incredible. A great job. All right, let's take a quick break and talk about Express Jeans. As you all know, I love a good deal, especially when it comes to clothes and fashion. Buying jeans can be tricky for me since I have tiny legs, but I still have hips. And the key for me is usually to buy one size larger because I like to have room in my jeans so they're comfortable. And I always find that they're more flattering that way. That's why I love that Express has perfect curves jeans. They're designed to contour your every curve without gapping at the waistband. 
I'm definitely loving the flare jeans. I know they're coming back. I'm going through my closet to figure out what I might pair them with because it's time to rock them. I recently went on the Express website and ordered the dark high-waisted button fly bell flare jeans. Go check them out. They're soups cute. And then I figured with the prices being so good, I might as well throw in another pair. With more styles, fits, and sizes than ever, there's a pair of Express jeans to fit your ambition, style, and your figure. They have sizes from double zero to 18 available in most stores and online. So find out what fits you. Right now, Express is offering Off the Vine listeners an exclusive limited time offer in stores or online. You can get $20 off any one pair of Express jeans using the code 9989 at checkout in stores or online. One more time, that's express.com and promo code 9989 for $20 off any one pair of jeans in store or online. Exclusions apply. Um, what is the most unexpected challenge that you think you've faced since being a mom? Okay, so I've always wanted to be a mom. Like yeah. ever since I was a little girl, I didn't really always know what and I you wanted. You make babies for a living. I know, and it's interesting. Like I never really knew what I wanted to be when I grew up, but I always knew I wanted to be a mom, right? So um, I feel like I read all the books. I did everything that I was like technically supposed to do, and nothing can really prepare you for it. Yeah. Um, I think the hardest thing, and I mentioned this to you, is that people, you get, you sign up for these emails where it tells you, okay, this week your baby's the size of this, and this is what's happening in your pregnancy, and this is what to expect when you go to the doctor, and what tests they're going to do, and what they're looking for. But then it just ends at like 40 weeks when it says, and now you have a baby. Ta-da, the end. Right. But no one tells you you what's going to happen when you get home, and the recovery, like whether you have it. That could be a business um, a business idea for you. To- I mean, it really, I feel like I was so unprepared. And I work right. in kind of right. the field. And I felt so unprepared for what was going to happen to my body once I got home. I mean, I'm not an idiot. Like, this baby came out of my vagina. I know it's not supposed to tickle. But <laughs> it, like, it was really, really painful. Yeah. And I ended up busting my stitches yep. and just from coughing. Yep. And you said it's like a five-step process to just go to the go bathroom. Go to the bathroom. Like, I mean, I'm sure all of these moms out here are like, yeah, you're preaching to the choir, sister. But, yeah. you know, you have like an open wound. Yeah. You know, if you got stitched, which I would think the most people do, yeah. um, you know, so you can't just like wipe with toilet paper like you typically right. would. So you have to you use the bathroom. Then you get this, um, like, this is called like a peri bottle, which is like a squirt bottle. And you would put warm water in it. And then you have to squirt. And then you spray it with the numbing stuff. And then you have to get these... Underwear that are a godsend, though. They're, like, so... I remember Jillian Harris talking about these. Oh, the yeah. witch hazel. And then the pads you put in it, yeah. and then the witch hazel on that that you can put in the freezer to just cool the area. But, I mean, honestly, it's all of these steps. So yeah. just to go to the bathroom, yeah. it takes, like... 15- Plus, you have a new baby. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not like you just have the time to... <sighs> I know. So, And that's, this. like, for two weeks. When you think about it, two weeks doesn't sound that long, but think about every time you use the restroom. Oh, yeah. No, that's that's a lot. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah, I I mean, that's a good point that nobody really talks about the after. Like, you know, the Instagram, everybody is doing, I will say G- Jesse James Decker did something that I really appreciated on Instagram. And she did, um, you know, she's like, I showed you my whole, my pregnancy up until the baby was born. I showed you my baby bump and I want to show you my body after because she's got a banging bod. Yeah, and so then after, you know, after she had her third baby, she was showing the process of what her stomach looked like after. And mm-hmm. I really respected that because I think women need to see that and feel okay with it and know that there takes, it takes patience. But 
I also know that that's probably really hard for your body to just completely yeah. change. Well, and I even was telling you, like, my body just hurts. Yeah. And just like muscles and aches and pains. And, you know, I think that society is doing better about talking about postpartum depression. Yeah. Um, but that can look very different for everyone. Yeah, exactly. And it doesn't necessarily mean that when you come home, if you feel great, that postpartum depression won't hit. Like I struggled with really bad anxiety Mm -hmm. that they felt like was because of the hormone fluctuations and kind of a a part of postpartum depression, but it didn't hit me for like a week or so after I was home. I mean, you were just on the high. I was on like, I mean, we FaceTimed. I was like, I feel great. I know. I was like, wow, you are killing it. Yeah. I mean, I, if I was not moving, if I was just sitting down, I mean, physically my body was hurting, but mentally I felt amazing. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden it was just like someone took the carpet and just pulled it out Mm -hmm. from underneath me and I fell hard. I mean, with the anxiety. Yeah. And and the hard thing about that too, like you said, it hits everyone differently. Mm -hmm. So it's not like everyone can understand the way you were feeling. No. And I honestly felt like I was in the clear. Right. And because people say, you know, because we're having more conversations about it and because it's becoming more of a, a acceptable topic, it doesn't mean it helps. No. <laughs> you know, like that doesn't take away the anxiety and the depression. Mm-mm. It's it's nice to know that you're not alone. And it is true because I thought postpartum depression was you're just feeling depressed. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I wasn't feeling depressed. I just was so anxious yeah. about everything. I mean, even just everything with the baby, every time the baby did something, I'm like, is this normal? And then you go on Google and then you find, you go through this really bad, you know, rabbit hole of whatever yeah. thing could be. I, I, I will say that that's the last place I want to go when I want to know anything. Just don't do it. Just yeah. don't Google. Like that's because, because anything and everything can come up. It's millions of searches of mm-hmm. anything. Well, and nobody goes on. And I mean, I do this with myself too. And we've talked about this. Like I struggle with anxieties with my own self and like I get online and I'm always like oh you know so worried but no one goes online to say oh I felt this and it ended up being nothing yeah so true you know (laughs) that's true so it's like everybody's worst nightmare on everybody's horror story yeah oh yeah so it's but I and I know this but I still continue to do it yeah and that's I mean, you're admitting it and you're working oh, yeah. on it. Yeah. And I was, I'm very open about it. I think mental health is something that we all need to Absolutely. be talking more and more about. And I just, I mean, so I'm starting a new program yeah. this week. Yes. Did my initial appointment a couple weeks ago just to work on the, the anxieties. And I love that you're doing that because I mean, you're taking action and doing the right things you need to well, do to help yourself that it will make you a better mother. Well, you have to when yeah. you're a mom because it's not just me anymore. Right. And I can't. You know, I can't put the anxiety on Hayes. Right. You know, so I've got to get a grip on it. Well, one, I love that you're open about talking about those things because I think this podcast, I want to talk about those kinds of things. And I think it's so important for, again, for people to know they're not alone and for people also just understand that it, like what you said, like it can just hit you out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. It can be really a dark place. Mm -hmm. And just to know that that's, that happens. Like that's normal. Mm -hmm. That can be normal. It can be normal. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't happen to everybody, but it can happen. And actually it happens to a lot of people. I think it happened. Yeah. It happens. Most people, when I like would tell them about that, I was struggling Mm -hmm. and it is, it's, I feel like some people feel like a shame. Like you're, you're so, it is such a blessing. And I know that so much, especially in my field of work that people would do anything to have a baby. Mm -hmm. Right. And so 
the last thing I ever wanted to sound like was that I was complaining or because I was so happy and I love my baby so, so much, but the anxiety was just so intense Mm -hmm. that it is, you know, it is a hard kind of thing to balance. So what kind of tips and tricks do you have for people who talk about it? Yeah. And I will say, I mean, my husband is fantastic, but even he had a hard time sort of understanding the anxiety. Right. Because he's not going through that. He's not going through that. So as much as I would like try to communicate with him about it, I would say that my my biggest help was talking to other women Yeah, that have gone through it or know someone that's gone through it. That's what I, you know, this is a complete different situation, but same thing with like certain hard things that any bachelorette will go through. I'm like, please, yes, please lean on me. Mm -hmm. Call me any time of the day. Talk to me through it because Sometimes that's all you need is to have somebody that can relate. Mm-hmm. And there's not many people who can no. in certain worlds. So that is a good, yeah, I'd say that's good advice to talk to other people who have gone through certain things or even if it's just your girlfriends. Mm-hmm. Talking about it can really help. And don't feel shame around it. No. I don't feel any shame around talking about mental health. I think it's I don't. like... I mean, but for me, it's something I've battled with the majority of my life. So I, I mean, you know, for our wedding, that yeah. was part of what, Instead of giving, you know, favors, we donated a portion money to um, a mental health charity. I um, absolutely love that. Because it does. It affects not only me, but it affects all my relationships. And, um, you know, Ricky's being an advocate, you know, for me and supporting me. And then it just, I just think it's huge. And I mean, I've been medicated since I was young. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, which is see, and I didn't even I didn't even know what anxiety was even a few years ago. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I remember having major anxiety and not knowing what it was on a drive that I pulled over and thought I was dying. Yeah, because I didn't even know. Even even I think when I started this podcast, I was just starting to figure out what my anxiety was. Mm-hmm. And it's just crazy that like it's you know you've that probably helps you in a way to know that you that that you've had that since a young age. Do you think that helps? I mean, or just being aware or I mean, it is one of those things where when I'm in the peak of like the anxiousness or like panicking that that doesn't help me to think, oh, well, I know what this is because can really help. nothing helps. But when I look back on it, I mean, yes, I can definitely identify what my anxiety is or what's right. triggering my anxiety. And do you think that helps? Yeah, because yeah. I it does Knowing where it comes from because I know where it comes from. Yeah, I agree with that. That's that's something, you know, people always ask for tips on anxiety. And I think, I think, um, I was talking to one of my girlfriends. She was having major anxiety about the dentist, but it turns out it wasn't even about yeah, the dentist. Always a deeper issue. Yeah, exactly. It was about, you know, she smokes and she is, you know, that they're going to tell her that she's, her teeth don't look right and she can't afford certain mm-hmm. things. And it was way more than just going to the dentist. Right. And then that helped just knowing, okay, you're right. That's where that is stemming from. And now I'm aware of it and I can deal with that. Mm-hmm. And some people, pe- some people want to push it away and not acknowledge the problem. But I do think it helps to do research on why, like dig a little deeper into why, right. where it's coming from. Absolutely. All right. We all know relationships can be complicated. And for a lot of us, our relationship with credit cards can be complicated. Having a credit card can feel like the ultimate freedom, but they can also get you in a lot of financial trouble. I remember the first time I got a credit card and being like, I'll just throw it on the credit card. And then I'm like, oh, and surprise fees in there too. Okay, cool. But I wanted to tell you about a new kind of credit card company called Pedal, and it may change the way you think about credit. 
So Pedal is a new credit card company that wants to help you succeed financially. Okay, thank you. Their mobile app is designed to help you spend responsibly, which is especially great if you're just starting to build credit. They have a spending planner. With Pedal, you can qualify for higher limits, but that doesn't mean you should always spend to that limit. Pedal's app lets you track your credit card spending against your own personal budget. You get cash back. Pedal wants to help you build your credit score, and that's why they reward you with more cash back when you pay on time. Earn 1% cash back right away and 1.5% cash back when you make 12 on-time monthly payments. They have trusted partners. Pedal is partnered with WebBank member FDIC. WebBank issues Pedal's Visa card. It's about time there was a smarter, more modern credit card company that wants to help you succeed financially. Go to pedalcard.com slash find today to find out more. That's pedal with a T, P-E-T-A-L, card.com slash vine. We'll be back with more Off the Vine with Caitlin Bristow. Alexa isn't the only one with breaking news. Make sure to hang around at the end of this podcast for the latest breaking headlines on the AP News Minute. Hey everyone, it's Nazanin Mandy and Nadia Moham. And it's time you got a relatable, unapologetic view on life with the Ladies Like Us podcast. We're going to give you a modern day woman's perspective on the issues that really matter. Anything goes with Ladies Like Us. Get ready for plenty of laughter, open conversation, and amazing guests. We'll also be connecting with you, answering questions, giving advice, and helpful tips. Be sure to subscribe to Ladies Like Us right now on Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. And don't forget to leave us a rating and a review. And it better be good. You're listening to Off the Vine with Caitlin Bristow. How do you think your marriage has changed since having a baby? Oh my gosh. It, I mean, Ricky and I are, I'm just, again, I'm just so lucky because I feel like. You guys have a great relationship. We do. You do. We have a strong foundation. You do. Yeah. So and that's so important. It really that's is important, but it's everything. It is. Yeah. But there's times where I look at him sometimes, and I'm like, Shit, "Like, we have a baby." Yeah, you know, like that. We're a mom and a dad. Like, yeah, so that's a big <laughs> responsibility. It is, <laughs> but it also like makes me like smile because I can't think of wanting to do it with anyone else. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, even when I call him my husband, I still get butterflies. Aww. You know? Aww. And then there's true. me. I'm like, Ugh, I hate the word boyfriend. <laughs> I hate calling him my boyfriend. Why? I don't know. Boyfriend. I guess from being engaged before. Yeah, but even we both know that when you get engaged on that show, it's not like. Well, that's it was the shittiest foundation ever. Right. You know, that is that is there is a reason those relationships have a hard time working out. It's a terrible. I'm starting to get drunk now. You can tell I'm dropping (laughs) F-bombs. It's a terrible foundation. It's built on, there's no trust because you're like, well, you just did all this with everybody else. Mm-hmm. You watch back an edited version. It's, or you don't have to, or you don't have to <laughs> like yourself. But I will say this is kind of veering off topic. But last year when I came to visit you yeah. and we went over to Carly's, yeah, I wanted to meet Bella. We decided we were going to gear up the, the old television because I hadn't watched our funny. season yeah. and it was so Funny. First of all, it's hysterical. We this that was a good season. Just looking back at, we just all looked so different, right? So different. And some of the stuff I said was just really embarrassing. 
I don't. Even, I can't even recall, but I just said dumb things. You? Yeah. Well. <laughs> Everything that came out of my mouth was stupid. But yours was, it was funny. That was my whole goal. I was just trying to be funny. Right. And I wasn't. That's yeah. why it was like, <laughs> you're like, why is this bitch making it so far? She's not taking it seriously. <laughs> I'm like, pew, pew. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Anyways, God. I feel like I kind of cut you off with the marriage talk. So you no, guys just, um, I feel like it has definitely, made our relationship stronger. Yeah. I mean, it definitely has tested it in ways. Of course. Um, but I mean, Ricky, again, like he's just very, I, I hate to again, like bring it up like this, but he is so hands on. Well, that's that he takes the, you know, on the weekends because I'm with, the, you know, I'm on maternity leave currently. And so I'm with the baby, get up early with the baby. Monday you know. through Friday. And-, and so on the weekends, he gets up early and lets me. And it's and he, you can tell he enjoys it. He like loves it. Bonding time. That's his you know? time with yeah. him. He loves it. And he is a morning person. So he always is just like. That helps because you're not and I'm not. Uh-uh. No. No. So I'll take the middle of the night. Like. Duties. Duties. And then. Yeah, that means two things. Yeah. Duties. <laughs> so oh, mature. Man. God. Uh. So mature. We were on Reddit reading some oh, God. people's confessions. And I'm like, I feel like I should call the police. <laughs> or take a shower. Or take a shower. Yeah. Uh, one of the two. Yes. One girl said that she was so sex hungry that every man <laughs> walked past her looked like a walking dick. <laughs> Which is That's a great good. confession. but It is. But I'm thinking, what's going through this girl's head that she's like, you know what? I'm going to get on Reddit and just tell everybody this. I- it's a safe place on Reddit? I guess. No. I mean, I don't know. Uh, okay. Let me look at my tweet because speaking of confessions. What was mine? I had one. Uh-huh. I already forget. No, we already told it though. It was what? the circumcision thing. Oh, right. We got right, right. so upset. I did get heated over the circumcision. Oh, we'll see the, I asked people on Twitter for confessions and this girl said, I have two for you. One's a poop confession and one is the first time I saw you and Blake in person confession. Both embarrassing. Uh, go on. Yeah, continue. <laughs> she didn't tell me the rest. Uh, okay, do you have a confession for me? Mm. Okay, if you don't. I mean, I'm perfect. Ah! <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty freaking perfect. I'm pretty perfect. I know I was trying to ask you earlier. I'm like, well, did something happen during the birth? You're like, no, pretty normal. I'm like, damn it. I know. Damn it. Give me I something didn't, gross. I didn't even poop. <laughs> I was so nervous I was going to, but. Let's see. I didn't. Let's see. Okay, oh my wait. gosh. Some of these people are so sweet. Josephine, first I have, I have to pee, so I'll tell my coworker I'm going to the restroom. Then I come back and think, oh, shit, now I have to poop. I don't want her to know this. So every time I say, ah, crap, there's something in my eye, BRB, and then I do the deed. <laughs> this is so funny because I'm like, why don't you just sit here going to poop? Yeah, doing the deed. Just doing the deed. Oh, Kim Tet, I blacked out at bottomless mimosas. I wore the white Frank body scrunchie on my wrist, and I took it <laughs> off not to spill on it. Love your commitment, Kim. Uh, <laughs> I think I left it on the table, and I drunk cried to my boyfriend about it. Oh. All he could say was, our waitress got an extra awesome tip because now she has your scrunchie. <gasps> I love that. Confession. That was sweet. I like. Hey, that. actually, Kim, if you could somehow email or slide into my DMs or do something, I'm going to try and get you my my uh, Frank and Body White Scrunchie because I have two. Oh, and I would like to give you my second. That's so nice. Well, who needs two Frank and Body? Well, 
I have like 80. Yeah. But <laughs> I have like eight scrunchy drawers now, but I will, I would like to send you one because that's, that's really cute. The fact that you drunk cried. I love you. I love you, Kim Tet. <laughs> I love you, Kim Tet. <laughs> oh my God. some of these things too. Okay. Mm. Oh, someone did ask me how Lin- Lily is hand- handling the new baby. Okay. And she's depressed. Oh, she is? Lily's depressed? Look at her. Where is she? <laughs> oh, first of all, she crawls in the car seat and just hangs out there. Yeah, she does. She, she does. Um, yeah, she's, it's sad. Well, that, that breaks my heart because I feel like that happens to a lot of dogs because, you know, they're the main attention and then they mm-hmm. kind of have to be well, put on the back burner. she's old too, you know? I mean, she's 13 years old. Lils. Oh, she'll live till she's 20. Are you kidding? Look at her. She's two pounds. She's not even two pounds. She's going to live a long, great life. Yeah. No, she, no, don't. Uh, oh, a confession about our friendship. Oh, that the Derby. That's oh, the yes. Okay. okay. Yes. I actually kind of want to hear you tell the story. Okay. Well, it's not that crazy. No. I mean, it's just so I last year, I didn't. First of all, I'm Canadian. I my mom is a huge fan of the Derby because my grandma rode horses and my mom always wanted a horse and she'd like like hearing the sounds makes her so nostalgic. She like loves the Derby, but I didn't understand it because one, I grew up in Canada and I didn't really know anything about it. I was like, I knew, I knew there was a thing called the Derby that horses yeah. raced in. I knew it was a big deal, but I didn't know. I didn't know how big of a deal it was to people from Kentucky. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. No idea. And so uh, I got an offer with Angry Orchard, which I was more excited about. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm going to get paid to drink angry orchard cider yeah yes please that is so on brand yeah and so they said yeah we'll take you and a plus one to the derby to be in the angry orchard tent and watch the race mm-hmm. you have to do x y and z for for the post blah 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 and so this was very last minute too like it was i don't know like a week before and so i was like okay cool go to the derby and i didn't really tell anybody my mom gets annoyed at me all the time because she's like why wouldn't you tell me you're doing that cool thing i didn't even know that jason i see jason moved to nashville i'm like my sister <laughs> my sister didn't even know jason was moving to nashville like sometimes my friends and family are like could you not communicate to us And i'm like i just don't even think things anymore like you know. there's so much going on i'm like oh yeah right he's moving in um and so I went to the Derby. So you go. Now, let me tell what I'm doing at this time. Okay. I am living in Chicago. Yeah. And I'm at a Derby party. Okay. And someone comes up to me and says, oh, my God, Caitlin's at the Derby. And she was like, did she tell you that she was going to the Derby? And I'm like, what the? You're like, no, that little bitch not. So I look online. She is in my hometown at the Derby, which if I would have known... I would have, like that you were going. Now, again, I get it that it was last minute. I would have gone. I I would like to have been your plus one. I wish you would have been. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I will say one thing. I am not a passive aggressive person. No. So, I just called you out on it. Yeah, yeah, which I love and respect so much. I would way rather that. So, I said. And, and I was so unaware because I would never do anything to hurt your feelings. Oh, or, no. You know? So, I was like, oh, my gosh. I didn't even think about it. So, I call her and I'm like. Or I think I, te- I knew you were at the Derby, so I think I yeah. texted you. Like you said, at- um, excuse me. Yeah, <laughs> and then you were like, "Oh, I don't, I forget." But then I called you, or you called me, or something. I forget, and I just said, "Like it, it's upsetting to me because you're four and a half hours from Chicago in my hometown where I grew up at this huge event, which is like a big thing for you. It's a, it's like a holiday in yeah. Kentucky, yeah. and you didn't even tell me. I'm was, 
upset. Yeah. Which I understood as soon as you told me. I was like, oh, duh. If you went to Leduc, Alberta, for like one of the biggest, like, we have the rodeo there. If you went to Leduc <laughs> for the rodeo. And I just didn't even didn't tell, tell me, you, like, I'm going to Leduc. I would be totally upset. It was justified. So I was upset. You were justified for that. Yeah. And it was funny because I think that might have been our only argument ever in life. Oh, yeah. It wasn't even an time. argument. It was no, just it was like, like you were disappointed in me and then I understood. Yes. Yeah. Not a great confession, but it's kind of a funny story. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Well, someone asked about some confession for our friendship. Okay. 60 seconds, everybody. That is exactly how long this commercial lasts. Well, I don't know about exactly, but around that. Okay, don't tie me. You know what else you can do in about a minute? You can get an offer for your car with True Car. That's right. In the amount of time that it takes to floss your teeth, pet your dog. I do that for a lot longer than one minute. Do a few sit-ups or just listen to the sound of my voice. You can get a True Cash offer. Best of all, you can do it from your smartphone or at home. Just go to True Car, simply enter the license plate number and watch how your car's details pop up. Answer a few simple questions and you'll get an accurate True Cash offer from a local True Car certified dealer. It's really just that easy. And after that, you can bring your car in and they'll check it out with you together. You can ask questions and get the answers that you need so there's no surprises. Then simply leave with your check or trade in your car for a new ride. So when you're ready to experience a better way to sell or trade in your car, check out True Car today. Um, Zoe Duell wants to know, is she going to go back to work? If so, does she think she will have more of an emotional attachment to her clients now that she's a mom herself? So 110%, that is a great question. I'm going back to work. It was never a question about whether or not I would. Um, I, you know, not only am I just so passionate about what I do, but I feel like I'm love to work. Yeah. I mean, I need need to like get out and have a routine and um, all of that. So I, answering the part about, will I have a different, what was it? Will you have an, more of an emotional attachment to your clients now that you're a mom yourself? So it's a little bit different. I, you know, I worked in the fertility clinic, you know, with patients that were struggling conceiving for nine years. But now wow. at OVA, where we just do fertility preservation, people aren't actively trying to conceive. Right. So I think it would be a, a lot different That's if I was true. still in the fertility clinic where yeah. patients were really struggling. Right. But I will say that something that, um, was it kind of gave me a different viewpoint is when I was pregnant. Mm. So being obviously pregnant and at work, and there are a lot of women that came in that that's what they want, right? Mm-hmm. Like they want to meet someone and they're, the reason you're freezing your eggs is to be sure that you are, you know, giving yourself the option in the future. Mm-hmm. If you just, you know, haven't met that person or you don't want to have children right now. But the right. whole point is that you think you eventually want children, right? right. Or some people think I maybe I ch- will change my mind down maybe the road if I, I find the right person. Exactly. Yeah. So to be, you know, thank God I did. Exactly. So that before too. Yeah. But to be pregnant and then to sit in with patients and talk to them, and you know, some of them were like, you know, I'm so worried I'm not going to meet someone and I'm not going to get the opportunity to have children, and I'm sitting there pregnant. It just yeah. was a different kind of, you know, I did become a little bit more sensitive to that aspect of it. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, I've always been though, you know, very sensitive to the fact of fertility and was very, um, felt very lucky when we were able to Absolutely. get pregnant, even though it did take me a lot longer than what I anticipated. Right. Um, and someone did ask if I used my eggs and I didn't, but I, I contemplated it after right. several months of it not working. I, you know, I actually did reach out to 
Dr. Kaplan, who's the physician we work for, and um, Ricky and I did a consult with him about, should I tap into those eggs? Yeah. And his recommendation to me at that time was to, you know, give it a few more months yeah. because I knew that I would want to have more children. Right. And so down the road, you it may would be, be more wanting, valuable. Right. That makes sense because a lot of people ask, so if you freeze your eggs, that means that you use those to get pregnant. And I was like, no, no, no. no. It's, it's basically for if you can't. Can't. Correct. Yeah. I'm still going to try naturally, obviously. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, so this person is clearly a bachelor person because their name is Mondays Don't Have to Suck with a Rose. Oh, my God. I love it. But they wanted to know, did she feel like she had to get engaged at the end of the season or did you genuinely feel ready at that time? Well, you genuinely felt ready, but you, yeah. You, did you feel the pressure to say yes? Or you, no. Okay. But I, ask, I have a question for you. Do you feel like as the lead that you felt a pressure? I mean, I know that you actually weren't the one getting down on one knee, yeah. but could you see where you would feel like a pressure from the producer I that there needs to felt, be an engagement? He did. You think so? Yeah. And maybe this was out of anger or something, but he used to tell me that he wishes he didn't. Because, well, it's easy to say when things are not like, yeah, that's true. You know, rainbows and butterflies. Right. Which, yeah. So, but I mean, I wonder that too. I didn't feel pressure. I genuinely wanted that at the end of my season. Well, and I know with Chris's season, I mean, you know what I'm probably going to say. I mean, I could, how many people were like, he wanted to choose Becca and. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. That must be hard to hear. I mean, yeah, that doesn't make me feel good, right? Oh. And then people are saying, you know, I I was just like, he knew that I was a for sure yes, and Becca was just so iffy. And, mm-hmm. you know, if I would have watched the season, then I would have, you know, and never would have stayed in the relationship as long as I, I did. And I think, you know, looking back on it, um, I think probably some of that's probably valid. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I think, though, for me, though, it was that was a really hard pill to swallow. Of course. I mean, and then, but people are like angry at me that I'm like, I'm like, why are you guys angry at me <laughs> about this? Like, I'm the one that should be like feeling like absolute dog shit right now. I'm, and I, and you're succeeding. And you're, yeah. And you're kicking me while I'm down yeah, here. Uh, yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. He probably did want to choose Becca. And here I am feeling like a complete loser. Well, that's not true. I think it, I think editing has a big part of certain things too. You know, they yeah, needed a storyline. But, but I understand how you feel. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I even had a hard time watching it back being like, oh, I thought I had a, the strongest relationship, but like, <laughs> Clearly, I did not. Bali. Oh, man. Oh, Bali. But sometimes I wonder, too, like, oh, I wonder if he felt pressured from the producers, you know, that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have uh, an yeah, answer for you. different, but um, I really like this one. Okay. You're going to like this one. Um, Aurora, the weekly sparkle, mm-hmm. says, yay, my faves together again. I'd, lo- I'd like Whitney. <laughs> Let's try again. I'd like Whitney to know that I literally use her so what advice from your first podcast together that it helped shift my perspective on so many things and oh. helped me to be my, to be less critical on myself. I'd love to hear any similar advice you might have. I think that's the best advice you've ever received and given is, yes. is to say out loud, so, so what? what? Because and I have to use it so much with my anxiety because yeah. I can really get myself kind of going in this downward spiral a lot of times with the you know anxiousness that I feel. That I have to say, okay, so what? So if this happened, so what? Right. And I, um, it's interesting because there's times where I don't take that advice and I'm like really anxious. And yeah. Ricky will now say, so what? 
Yeah, I like it. And I'm like, need to be reminded Those of Those are it. like t- two good trigger words. You know how yeah. some triggers are bad? Those are ones that can like trigger your brain to shift and be like, oh, yeah. Yeah. So what? It can be good. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. So I'm trying to think if there's been any other. Have I gotten any other good advice? I think that's the best. That is the best. Yeah. All right, we can leave it at that. So we can get to our games. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Elena Kulch wants to know, what does she think of Jason? I love them. But also, I see a lot of similarities in Jason and Ricky. Oh, they're just my ex. I was like, what? No. No, your <laughs> eyes just got like the size of like, saucers. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> oh, yeah. Him and Ricky, definitely. Yes. I knew it. I said to Jason, I said, you're going to love Ricky. He is your kind of guy. Yeah. Yeah. And they've been hanging out kind of. Oh, yeah. They're um, romance and they are. They are. Uh, love them. The answer is love them. Yeah. Um, Linda Anderson wants to know, does she know any women over 45 that have used her own eggs, got pregnant and carried to full term? I'm 47 in the process of doing IVF now. Wish mm-hmm. me luck. Yeah. So uh, I would say that at 47, using your own eggs as a 47 year old. Now, if you've frozen your eggs at a younger age and you're using your own eggs from like, let's say you froze your eggs at 35 and you're now using them at 47 yeah. the interesting thing about that is that the uterus doesn't age so you could yeah, that that's what blew my mind when you told me that yeah i mean women could technically carry a baby carry a baby in their 60s now is that great for like just their physical well-being because your body's older and it's hard on your heart on your hearts and yeah. things like that no but your uterus could do it the eggs though at 47 um i would say i, I personally have not heard of anyone using their own eggs at 47 but as a 47-year-old. Oh, yeah. I was thinking if she had frozen them previously. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yes. I have heard of that. Okay. I think the biggest thing is at 45 or older, just to be sure that you are followed by, you know, your primary care to get like your cardiac checked and everything to make sure you're healthy enough. Um, but to use 47-year-old eggs, I would say the chances of that aren't as great as if you obviously would have used a younger egg. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. So we're going to play our game. Okay. Because, I mean, it's already been an hour. Really? Yeah. Time flies. Don't you like doing yeah, this? I love it. I do too. <laughs> uh, okay. So we're going to play a game. It's okay. called Secret Sounds. And it's, I'm going to play you like a three second clip of sounds and you have to try and guess what it is. Oh gosh. I have a feeling I'm going to be really bad at this. But okay. It's hard. Ready? First sound. Is that a dog looking like, <gasps> stop. It is. I got it right. Dog licking water. water. Yeah. Oh, man. What? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. <laughs> okay, here we go. Second sound. Um, okay, I have two guesses, actually. Is it um, a sprinkler? No, but it does sound like that. Or is it outside at night? Like, um, no. One do- more guess. That's a tough one. Is that like, is it what, like, what is it? Aerosol spray. Oh, I should know that because I love hairspray. <laughs> I love dry shampoo. <laughs> okay. Uh, Sound number three. Opening a beer. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. You are good. Okay. Sound number, what am I on? Four? Is it like the wind blowing? 
like think about that when you have the like your arm sticking out of the car when you're going really fast and your shirt's like blowing in the wind. You yeah, know what no, I'm about? I don't. Yeah, no. Yeah, no, I know. Oh, just, okay. I don't even. It was like bubbles or something. That was stupid. No, that's dumb. Okay. I don't know what this is going to sound like, but sound number five. Ice. Yeah, I'm making a cocktail. Love that. <laughs> making a cocktail. That's what <laughs> you are doing really good. I'm impressed by you. I don't think I could do I don't think I would do this good. Uh okay. Here is sound number six. What? Slamming door. Drawer closing. Okay. Drawer. That was good. That was good. Uh, okay, sound number. What am I on? Whatever. Yeah, it doesn't matter. A gate. Yeah. <laughs> okay, guys. Anytime someone ever says, "Tell us something about you that we don't know," or "Hit a talent," I'm like, "Well, if you guys play noises for me, I'm pretty damn good at it." Guessing what they are. Oh my gosh! I'm actually so. Okay, if you get this one. <laughs> There's no way. Hold on, do it again. There's no way. There's no way. I No. Okay, try this. microwave yeah that was so easy what was the one before that an oven door closing oh come on that's ridiculous okay this is for the win okay no you've already won (laughs) we were struggling this morning we ate pancakes and breakfast and now we've had one glass of wine for the podcast and i'm it's the shampoo effect shampoo effect you know well let's explain it okay somehow the guys just knew what it was i never heard of it no I never, I've heard of the term shampoo effect, but I didn't know what it was. I just don't know why anyone, anyone in their right mind would wash their hair more than once in a day. Yeah, no, that's stupid. That's a good point. This is when Jason was explaining it. You're like, yeah, but who washes their hair twice in one day? That's <laughs> stupid. <laughs> so the shampoo effect is when you shampoo your hair, it's, yeah. you know, it's lathered up, you rinse it out. And then if you do it again in the same day, it's you so, need, yeah. you just need a little dollop just, and then it's just, you know. Shampoo City. And that's the same <laughs> thing with, <laughs> and that's the shampoo effect. So if you, you know, you have a lot of alcohol in your system from yep. the night before, like 118% proof from Gene and George Eddie's. <laughs> and then the next day you have one glass of wine for your podcast. It's the shampoo effect. Yep. We drunk. Yeah. No. No. Well, I'm a little buzzed. <laughs> well, I love that Jason walked in and was like, you're drinking? She's like, I was like, I'm working, babe. I'm working. <laughs> He's like, we have a seven-hour drive back to Nashville. I'm like, yeah, you're driving. I'm working. Yeah. It's 2019, okay? <laughs> Let me do my job. <laughs> okay, this is for the Kentucky girl. Okay. If you don't get this. It's going to be a horse. Is it a horse? No. Oh, that is hysterical. That's out of the gates at yeah. the Derby. Yep. You're right. And that's how you play Secret Sounds. That is amazing. Where did you find this? Um, apparently, it's a radio game that some people oh. do for listeners who call in. I'm going to start calling in. 
So Hello. this might be your new source of income. Yes. Screw Instagram and making money in there. You're going to call into every radio station for secret sounds. And you're going to be like, you know, that guy on Jeopardy? Oh, who yes. kept going and going. What was his name? Well, there was that one from a long time ago, Ken something. And then there was this new guy. Um, Ken what? Jennings, right? Was the first guy. Um, This guy. Who is he? Um, James Halls. Yes. Halls Har. Yeah. How do you say it? I don't know. Well, you're James. You're going to be the James of the sound. Just call me James. Sound. Yeah. Will you please just oh. refer to me as James from now on? Yep. Thanks. James with the secret sound. <laughs> Thank you for being on my podcast today. Oh, I always want to be on. Well, you can always come on anytime you want. Um, I was on that one right after the bachelorette party. That was that long ago. That was, that was that's when we did it? Mm-hmm. And then we were going to do it in Nashville, but we just had too much crazy fun. We didn't have time to do it. And then you're on my live one with Blake, but you were super pregnant and we were super hammered. Yes. Yeah. That was... That was some confession he gave us. Oh, my God. That, yes. Speaking of Blake. I'm still not... Good luck to you, sir. (laughs) Godspeed. (laughs) You know what? Let's end this podcast with a prayer for Blake. (laughs) Yes. Heavenly Father, please keep an eye on our friend Blake. Who is going to go through absolute hell hell on this season of paradise, so we hear. Um, you know, he's a great man with a great heart who just is you know, an idiot. He, who is also a little bit of an idiot when it comes to the ladies. <laughs> because he's so lovely and wanted that, you know, he just can't keep them off he or away. He can't say no. And he can't say no. So let's help him side with his heart, not his penis. Mm-hmm. You know what we should do? We should get him a dare shirt where it says, just say no. Mm. You know, the dare, the drug shirt. Yeah. Just say no. He needs one of those to wear just because he needs to learn. Just a little reminder. (laughs) Maybe a tattoo. (laughs) Uh, In the heavenly father's name. Amen. Amen. Go follow at Whitby. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening to Off the Vine with Caitlin Briscoe. Get new episodes every Tuesday exclusively on PodcastOne.com, the Podcast One app, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Who's down with OTV? Sponsors for this week's Off the Vine. MTV's The Real World Atlanta, streaming now only on Facebook Watch. The Real Real, get 20% off select items with promo code REAL. Express, go to express.com in-store and use promo code 9989 for $20 off a pair of jeans. Honey, get honey free at joinhoney.com slash vine. Pedal, go to pedalcard.com slash vine now. And True Car, visit True Car for a more confident car buying experience.